Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you so very much for joining the Truth and Coffee Time platform. Of course, Mr. B is out doing sidekick-ish, but you have Miss D right here with you as always. Um, We have another great interview ahead of us tonight. And again, um, we're so blessed to have so many great and wonderful um, interviewees that's coming you know, to participate in this podcast journey with us. And tonight is no different. We have Dr. Marsha McLean. She is the CEO and founder of Grandma 2.0. She refers to herself as 2.0 or 2.0 Grandma. She is a life coach. She is a motivational speaker. And she's most of all a grandma who is redefining what the world says that grandma, grandmas or grandmothers are. I'm super excited to have her on here because I, as everyone knows, we have six grandjoys. I am a grandmom and uh, four of our grandkids live with us. And it is a daily, um, not battle, but a daily um, engagement to ensure that the house runs smoothly. And I'm just so excited. She's a consultant and she is also a fellow podcaster. And I'm just so happy and belated, uh, elated to have um, Dr. Marsha here with us today. So everyone give her a clap. Editor, you make sure you put me some good claps right here for Dr. Marsha. And Dr. Marsha, please, 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 thank you so much for, for coming on our platform today. Oh, it is my pleasure. This is something that I've wanted to do for a while. So I'm excited to finally, that our schedules finally met, yes. right? It's like, ooh, activate, yes. right? <laughs> And the timing is so perfect. I was telling you before that the timing is so perfect because now we have, we have, we are doing the two, 2.0. And it's so funny because I would tell people all the time that, you know, I raise my kids and, you know, things happen and things have changed, you know, and so our family lifestyle has changed and now we have become grandparents to 
2.0. And I used to say it all the time. And so just to see that you have that in your name, I, I, yeah. I kind of feel what you're saying, even though I know it's twofold, you know, yeah. it's twofold. Yeah. You, you're re redefining what grandmothers are while mm -hmm. also being a presence there for your grandchildren. Yes, yes, yes. And that's the, that's one of the main issues or main points that people tend to forget. They think, oh, you're being a selfish grandma. No, mm -mm. I'm just saying that, you know, and we'll get into it a little bit further, but yeah. I'm just saying that you have to take care of yourself too. It's like mm -hmm. being on the airplane. Mm -hmm. Do your best first, then do yeah. the other first. That's right. <laughs> Take care of yourself first, then do the other person. So that's what that's all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. And and you know, it's not it's easier said than done, though, right? Yes, it is. It's it's much easier said than done because I know during um right before a pandemic, I was working out five to six days a week. Me and my husband, you know, we started doing the whole plant-based thing and we mm. ended up between the two of us, we lost probably about 85, 90 pounds between wow. the two of us, you know. And we were doing so good. Pandemic came. We're stuck at home because we used to go out to the gym. That was our mm -hmm. outlet. You know, we're stuck at home and we thought we could maintain what we were doing. I mean, we we have a, a bike here. We have other equipment here and we felt like we could maintain it. And it mm -hmm. just didn't happen, you know. Mm -hmm. And and then he ended up getting COVID and was mm -hmm. really, really sick. And then oh, that, that took a toll on me. So it's easier said than done, but it's necessary. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I see you all the time out there, your virtual workshops, your, your workout things, everything. Yeah. So I, I decided some, even before COVID, yeah. I've been working out and I wanted to, you know, offer this to grandmas because a lot of grandmas are most stay in the house most of the time. They're not out yeah. and about. Mm -hmm. Then during COVID, I thought, oh, this is the perfect time to do a um, a virtual mm -hmm. workout, right? And I found this wonderful. Actually, my my virtual assistant person found this wonderful young lady who did virtual workouts, and she she's a kinesiologist by trade. Yes. And so she was. We thought she was ideal because. She worked with pa uh, patients who were children mm -hmm. as well as who were, you know, aging. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. she focused on what she calls functional exercising. Right. You know, like being able to take care of yourself, being independent. And that was the the, the avenue that I wanted to take because mm -hmm. I want grandmas to know that. I remember my grandma as when I was a little girl. Honey, can you help me do this? Can you help me tie my shoe? Can, you know, I was gonna, and I'm saying in my head, Grandma, you want to baby do that for yourself? You know, right. of course I did it because I'm still living. So, you know, I did it. Right. Yes. So, yes. Right? yes. But I was thinking in my head, Grandma, why can't you do these things for yourself? And so I did not want to be that grandma. Yeah. I did not. I want to be. I've always been very independent yeah. and I want to continue to be independent, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so that I created, I had her create that class for us. Yeah. And, and I love it. And we meet two times a week. And everybody is at a different pace as far as what they're working on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like one woman, she has, for example, she has some issues with like her right arm, you know, like this side of her body because she had a stroke. Right. So she works with her on that. Another woman has some hip issues. Mm -hmm. So she works with her on that. And, 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 and she aligns what she does with their 
whatever their um what do you call rehabilitation or, right. or therapy, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not like no, she said just you know, it's not like she says kick that to the curb, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. She aligns it with that so that and she even will talk to the doctor if if you want her to yeah. to say, yeah. yeah, here's what we're gonna do, just so everybody knows and we're all on the same page. Yeah. And I, I really like that. that. Yeah, I really I care, really um I took care of my grandmother too. We, my grandmother ended up living with us for, I want to say two, two or three years that she lived with us and she had had a, a stroke as well. And, um, and we ended up caring for her. Now she was a firecracker. You better believe mm-hmm. she was a firecracker, but I can remember saying the same thing. Like, God, you know, if, if I can keep myself together, I would rather yes. have quality of life you know, and doing as much as I can for as long as I can for yeah. as well as I can, Yes. you know? Yes. So I totally agree. Now, now, Dr. Marshall, tell us something that most people may not know about you, or maybe, okay. maybe not my listeners as well. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, most people don't know. And whenever I say this, people are like, really? Any- <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pageant girl and a fashion show girl. You know, I've always been a fashionista. <laughs> I went to Catholic school as a, you know, in elementary school, right? Mm-hmm. And I always said, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to have a lot of clothes because I hate this uniform. <laughs> I hated it because I'm a creative. And so yeah. I love, you know, the flair and all that stuff. And it just boxed me in and I didn't like it. And so, um, you know, I've done fashion shows, I've, you know, where I've actually coordinated the fashion shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. And also pageants. I was like a pageant coordinator and, and things like that as well. But the one thing that people don't know about me is that I was in a movie once. <gasps> so, right. What is the movie? <laughs> <laughs> and when I say that, people always laugh at me because they was like, well, yeah, I can see that because, you know, you're kind of dramatic. I'm not, I'm not dramatic, but I just like having fun. I like to laugh. Right. But but uh, yeah, one time, well, when I was in, um, my husband was military, he retired. And so we were living, he was, I think, overseas or something, maybe, yeah. I don't remember when it was. I think it was like 1987, 85, somewhere in there. But it's called The Year of the Dragon. Oh, and really? I, don't know, I know that. Yeah, when Mickey, Mickey Rourke was in the yes. movie. Yes. Some of it in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my, I'm from a town called Lumberton, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And it was probably, I think Wilmington, maybe an hour away or whatever. And so um, I, I was I signed with this modeling agency and talent mm-hmm. agency. And so they had us in the movie. It was, and I even had a line. It was so fun and it was a lot of fun. And I didn't realize how much goes into that. Yeah. Like one scene, how long it takes and all the times you got to do the takes over and over and over again. But yeah, and a lot of people don't know that about me. And I don't even know if my kids even know that about me. They'd probably be shocked if I said it. Wait, Dr. Marshall, people, do you remember what your line was? Oh, no. No, I do not. No, I do not. But we were in a police station, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I can't remember what I even said. And I got a little check and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> and I had to join uh, SAGS, I think Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So yes, yes, yes. So so yeah, I'm I'm that kind of girl. But anyway, hey, but you didn't want to you didn't want to pursue it after you didn't get the actor's buzz. Uh, well, you know, I had my kids at the time, so I didn't want to leave them to you know do all those kind of things. Yeah. And and it was a once in a lifetime kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. My really my real focus was on modeling. That's what yeah. my real focus. Was. That's why I joined that group. Mm-hmm. And so we did fashion shows and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. but that was just a once in a lifetime opportunity. And so of course, when it, when the opportunity presented itself, 
I jumped on it because yeah. that's just who I am. I'm like, yeah. oh no, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. I'm gonna put that in my repertoire. Yeah, right there. It's in my resume, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Your kids are probably going, what, mom? You I know. Right. They, look, they probably they probably trying to YouTube that movie right, right now. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, the other thing is, they would not be surprised because every time I say, well, you know, I did something. You did what? Yeah, I'm like yeah. Yeah, I do. And um, yeah, I, you just said one thing, so I won't go on. Okay. No, <laughs> no go. Yes, please go yeah, on. Yeah, give us another one. So I went to North Carolina Central University, right, for undergrad. And I was on the uh, newspaper staff, you know, back then it was newspaper. And uh, I don't know if they called it a newsletter, but it was like the school paper. And I was in music, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know anything about music, never played an instrument or anything. But I wanted to go to the concerts. And so I knew if I interviewed the artist <laughs> that I would get to go to the concert. <laughs> so I had the pleasure of interviewing Earth, Wind, and Fire. Ooh. Yes, honey. Yes. Girl, that's my band right there. Yes. yes. I've so gotten to know. see them in concert a few times, and they give an amazing concert. Yes, honey. Yes. They were at our homecoming one time, and that's when I got the opportunity to interview them. Oh, my God. That was so exciting. And when Steve Harvey interviewed them on Versus that time, I don't know if you saw that or not, yep. with, uh, with uh, the Isley Brothers. The Isley Brothers. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. He's like, I, I, he's like, I did that before. I, like, I already I interviewed that. them. I already did that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I did that before Steve Harvey did oh that. Oh my gosh, Steve, you late. Mm. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you already touched on it. I was going to ask you how would your family or your friends describe you? And I think you kind of touched on a little bit, but you said they call you dramatic, but it's not. Yeah, they'll say, oh yeah, she's a diva. She's... Yeah, everybody likes her because she's like so much fun and stuff like that. So yeah, and my kids, kid, my kids' friends all love me because you know when I say, "Oh my God," you know, I'm that kind of person. <laughs> so, so you're yeah. definitely not an introvert. Not, not an introvert. Not an introvert. Now you know when I was younger, I used to think that I was, but I think, or I'd say that I was, but I think it was just the time that I grew up. Yeah, you know, we you know, I, I think when I was younger. Dr. Marsha, I feel like when I was younger, I was an extrovert. Like I went out a lot. I did all kind of daring things. I was in the military. I hung out with other people. And as I got older, I folded. Like I backed up into this shell. And I am like a full-blown introvert now. Like it takes a lot. It takes a lot for me to to make a decision to get out. And then when I do get out, I'm kind of to myself, not, I'm, I'm very, you know, friend forward, you know what I mean? So if you struck up a conversation with me, we could talk, all right. day, but I'll retreat right back into, wow. you know, and when the pandemic hit, I was fine with, like, I was fine really? at home. The only thing that I needed was at the time um, in our home, we didn't have a deck. And Mm -hmm. so I told my husband, I said, I do need a deck now for sure, because I have to be able to sit outside Mm -hmm. within Mm -hmm. my home to get that fresh air and to just, Mm -hmm. you know, get that breath. So he had a deck built onto the house. And once the deck was built, I was like, I can go in and I can go out and still be at home. Mm, 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 mm. So I got to figure that out. I was just the opposite. So now I, I, I do believe growing up, I was more of an introvert. And that was because. 
I think it was probably my schooling. It was Catholic school. You know, it was always, you'd be quiet. There's so many rules. Right. You know, that kind of thing. When I went to high school, I think is when I started kind of coming out of my shell. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, and that was a different, kind of a different side of me. But I had to work on it because, again, you know, there's so many rules. There's so many rules in Catholic. I went to Catholic school and went to Catholic church. Right. And so everything is very rule oriented, you know, yeah. and behave and girls are supposed to act this way. And then I had, you know, went to, uh, I was on, on, in these like charm classes and stuff like that. And so for all that was like girls need to act a certain yeah. way. So again, it kind of suppresses, you know, maybe who you really are. Yeah. You, know, you know, um, it's it's real strict like that in Baptist churches too. Mm. I grew up in a Baptist mm. church and you can't wear this, you couldn't wear that, right. your dress had to be below your knee, you couldn't say certain things. I couldn't wear open toe shoes. Yeah, it's crazy you, stuff. Yeah. And when you think about <laughs> it, they really stifled or yes. they put you in bondage. But yet they said you were free in Jesus. Right. right. But you really were in bondage. Really, really. Yeah. Even today, like, okay, so this dress that I have on, it's a little revealing at the mm-hmm. top. My mom said, one time I was home, my mom said, um, why you got your... Uh, and I said, well, first of all, there, there's nothing I can do about this. Okay? And it's all your fault. So don't play me. Right? So anyway. She said, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, look at you. I'm like, I saw a picture of you when you were about, this is what I told him about, when you were about 30. Mm-hmm. And I saw that because I couldn't figure out where did I get these from, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I said, so there's nothing I can do about this. This is just how clothes fit, you know? Yeah. But I said also, you know, there are people that buy these things. Yeah. That Absolutely. pay good money. Right? Pay good money for it. <laughs> we don't have- Girl paid good money and mine right here for free. All the girls. I got the girls and the cousins. <laughs> the girls and the cousins. <laughs> My husband, we were doing something one time and he said, honey, he said, your cousins and your girls coming? I said, yeah, we all going. <laughs> we're a package deal. We're right? a package deal. We're yeah. all going. <laughs> so you talked about being in Catholic school. Dr. Mm-hmm. Marshall, what was your favorite, one of your favorite childhood memories? It wasn't Catholic school, okay? <laughs> it was not. No, it was not. The, you know, and, and I don't want to go down that road and bash them because. Yeah. But one of my favorite childhood memories, though, um, that I that kind of conjured up when when I saw that question is, yeah. um, no, couple of things. One, I used to uh, my grandma used to have a place at Atlantic Beach, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and back in the day that was called the Black Beach, yeah. right? Yeah, and so. I remember going down there working for her and I worked with her, worked for her. She had this like bed and breakfast thing, uh, place. Yeah. It had a little canteen, like a little, um, you know, almost like a convenience store where you had candy and all that stuff like behind the counter. So I worked behind right. the counter. And I remember earning my own money. And this was when I was about 11. That excited me. That's one of my best memories yeah. of my childhood when I was earning my own money. Another mm-hmm. one was when I got my first book. Somebody gave me a book as a gift. Yes. And I didn't have to go to the library. It was my own book that I could have. It was called Little Women. Do you remember that book? Yes, I absolutely do. And they've made several versions of movies. I know. I yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And every time, and I, I bought that book for my daughter. My daughter was like, Mom, why'd you buy me? I'm like, well, it was, it was a good memory for me. So I thought maybe, you know, you might be interested in it as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in the day, we had to read that book for school. I remember yep. having to read it. 
Yeah. But I was about eight, I remember, and got that book as a birthday gift and mm-hmm. just cherished that book because it was mine. Yeah. Now, I was the oldest of six children, mm-hmm. boys, all boys in the middle. And then my sister was like the, not the last baby, but the one right before the last baby. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to deal with all those boys. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and because I was a girl, I had to take care of all those boys. You know, like your mom made you do this. You know, behind them, I'm like, I am not that made. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so all of those kinds of things kind of, I think, really um, made me who I am. But but those two memories, the memory of the book, I guess it's kind of geeky when you think about it. No, but I don't think so. I think it's amazing because it sparks, um, it sparks that insight in you that says, you know, not only do I love to read, but I'm able to obtain things to read mm-hmm. that belongs to me. Mm-hmm. Now, something, not something that I have to return. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think it sparks a different, um, yes. a different wave in your brain to be like, not only do I love reading, but now I know that I can have ownership in, yes, in what I'm reading. Right. Mm-hmm. And every book that I own has my name on it. <laughs> every book. My textbooks, my books for work, you know, mm-hmm. that are that maybe uh, I read, read for professional development, even yeah. my romance novels, all of them. I have to sign them all. And, and my daughter says, Mommy, what are you going to do with all these books when you die? I'm like, I don't know, but you need to do- donate them to a library or somebody, but they will all have my name on them so they'll know where they came from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we, have, we have yeah. a ton of books too. I, I, mm-hmm. We've traveled all over the world because of military, and I've mm-hmm. brought boxes and boxes mm-hmm. of books. And when we moved here, we ended up donating the books um, away to like consignment shops or libraries or stuff. And I still have tons of it. And mm. now I have tons of books for my grandchildren. And I was just telling yes. them, they keep them all in a basket and the basket is overflowing. I'm like, we got to get shelves. We got to figure this out, you know? Yes. Yes. But my yes. thing is my 14 year old, they all love to read. And, and so my oldest grandson, he's 16 mm. and I buy them a book every summer to read like a really good book in the summer. Then they have to tell me about it. Mm, you know? mm-hmm. And last year I had to really push him to read the book where I normally never have to do right. that. But you know, they're getting older, you know, mm-hmm. and I had to really push him And the book that I bought him last year. They've now made it into a Disney series. So I'm like, I'm like, look at here. Who knew I was going to pick this book and, and, <laughs> And he had to do in his English class at school, he had to do an essay on the book. And he like, he came to me, he's like, Emma, you would never believe the book that they gave me to do an essay on. And I'm like, look, look. I know, right? I know what I'm doing. Exactly. I'm not new at this game, right? Yeah, I'm true to this. I know what I'm doing. So how did, you, how did you start on this journey that you're on right now? Like, take us back and tell us, and I know you've given us a little snippet, but take us back, Dr. Marshall, on how you got on this fabulous journey of where you are today, your entrepreneurship, and and then how you like branched out to help that that over 50 community. Well, that is an interesting question because I've I've always been an entrepreneur by um it, like a what, what do people call a serial entrepreneur yeah 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 that's my my daughter my oldest daughter is a serial entrepreneur yeah girl uh, to, the, to the been. point where i have to take a nap for her because i'm tired right. <laughs> right. <laughs> i mean i used to do like so i used to do fashion shows um pageants and things like that um 
I used to do, and I was doing this kind of stuff in a small town where people were like, what are you even talking about? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've always been a trendsetter, I guess is what you call it. One person, so one person told me that at my job one time. So, you know, you, you're a trendsetter. And I said, oh, okay. And when they said that, I didn't really know what they meant that it was a trendsetter. And I said, okay. But in other words, you always, you know, now we call these people disruptors. We change how people think about things, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly what I've always done. Like like I said, in a small town where people like, they don't even care about their fashion, right? Mm -hmm. But I did. Mm -hmm. And I cared about their fashion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I cared about my fashion. I cared about theirs. Exactly. So. So that's kind of how, you know, I've always been that way. But but I also have always been in the human services field for my profession. Right. So I started out in education, you know, for college. And then I I started doing um, um, uh, fashion shows and things like that in addition. Mm -hmm. And then I I branched out to being a professor. So that's what I, that's my full-time gig now. I'm I'm a college professor. Mm -hmm. And so I always enjoy working with people. And I remember one time I had this family where um, there were like three or four kids. They were Mm -hmm. a young family and they, they, I lost the the family in a fight that, you know, they got burned up in a fire. The house burned down. They were all sleeping, yeah. Oh. And it really hurt my heart. And I said, well, you know, it took me a while to, to kind of reorganize, recoup from that. Yeah. And because of that, you know, I said, well, maybe human services being this close to people is not really ideal for me. Right. And and I always say fashion is my first love, right? Right. And then human services is my second, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I just said, okay, so maybe I'll just start focusing on the fashion part because the human service thing is not working. Right. And then I actually ended up going into teacher education. Mm-hmm. But I've always been interested in helping people. You know, right. I would help in my community. I would help people that were old. You know, I would help people who needed like resources and things like that. Right. And I always enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't look to, you know, get anything from it. I just enjoy doing that, being right. like a support for people. Right. Um, and so, you know, 20, 30 years later, it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one day I was in, I was living in DC. I went to DC in about 2009. I stayed mm-hmm. until right before COVID. And I was going to the gym and this lady said, these ladies stopped me. They said, so who are you? So I had my little, I was in my little mini Cooper, had the top down on the car. My blonde hair was blowing in the wind. And so they were like, who are you? And I said, huh? And I said, oh, my name is Marsha. They said, well, what are you doing? And I said, "Um, I'm getting ready to go to my class. They said, well, we love your car. We want to ride in your car, right? (laughs) And I said, okay, but let's make another time because I got to go to class right now. Right. So, so I said, so I asked them, started asking them who they were. And they said, yeah, we're grandmas. I said, well, I'm a grandma too. You're not a grandma. I said, yes, I am. No, you're not because you don't look like a grandma. And I said, well, what does a grandma, grandma look, like? look like? Yes. And then I that's it. how I get it that all, all the time. I get yeah, that. I'm like, so time. what does a grandma look like? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and these are grandmas that are saying that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about that. And then people kept saying, well, you don't look like a grandma. And I went to the store to get some things for my grand- grandkids for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the little guy in the game store said, and I said, oh, I'm getting, a, I need some uh, gift cards or, or whatever for my grandson. Yeah. Grandsons? <laughs> and I said, yeah. I said, I got like three or four of them. Grandson, I said yes. He said, 
does a grandma look like right. so people kept saying that and so I said okay there's something here because people either don't understand that grandmas today are different mm-hmm. than what they used to be <laughs> and, and I think it goes back to Dr. Marsha I think it goes back to what you said you said I did all of this for my grandmother and I made a choice right then I don't want that for me. I want to be a more vibrant and more, you know, moving and engaging grandmother. And I think a lot of us grandmothers had that same premonition because mm-hmm. we've had to help our grandmothers, you know, and we have to look at it too. Our grandmothers was back in a time where they were, their their creativity was kind of held down. They had to take care of the household and that was their livelihood, was the household. There wasn't no outside, you know, Outlet, mm-hmm. you know, so the grandmas are different. They're different. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Totally, totally different. Mm-hmm. And we are being unapologetic about mm-hmm. who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, society sees us as one way, mm-hmm. you know. And I call, and the reason I call it the 2.0 version is because it's like with technology, everything, you know, it's, it's like an upgrade, right? Like an advanced version. Right. So right. Right. Saying, I'm an advanced version of myself. And so I want people to be the best version of themselves. And a lot of times we put our lives on hold. Women in general. All the time. All the we time. We put our lives on hold for, for family, for kids, for mm-hmm. spouses, for partners, for whomever. Mm-hmm. Put ourselves in the things we want to do on a back burner. And I'm saying, yeah. no, we got to stop that. We deserve to be joyful. We yeah. deserve joy and happiness in our lives. We do. Yeah. And so that's basically the message. So I'm saying, okay, let us, let me help you redefine mm-hmm. what it is you want to do and want to be, Yeah, you and know, so when you grow up, so to speak. And so when you're doing your life coaching, do you find that your life coaching is more surrounded with that niche where you're trying to help um, grandmothers or either, you know, women who are over 50 kind of not even redefine themselves, but rethink about who they are and and redefine who they are like what do I think of myself think differently of who I am right 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 so you have to come up with what I call a game plan a redefinition plan of of who you want to be Mm -hmm. because you've been mama grandma wife Mm -hmm. all this time Mm -hmm. right and you've kind of lived by other people's rules. Right, right. So now I'm saying, think about, but but what do you really want to do? Mm-hmm. So that takes, uh, you have to do a, an assessment of yourself and see what it is that you really want to do, what really makes you happy. And sometimes we don't get a chance, to, we don't take the opportunity, I'll put it that way, to but, do that for ourselves. But do you find, Dr. Marcia, do you find that there are women like myself, over 50, that who's been serving. Oh, I'm almost getting emotional just asking this question. Mm. Women, women like us who are over 50, who have lived their life serving their family. And then we get to this point where we need to redefine us and we don't know who we are. Right. We get lost. We have lost ourselves. Yeah. And you know, one of my friends said this. she said, I feel like I'm invisible. Mm. Yes. And we just thought about that. And this was before I came up with the 2.0 idea. She, you know, so again, I listened to a lot of women talking about different things. 
And it just, and then that whole thing about, well, you don't act like a grandma, you know. And I decided in my mind that I was not going to do that. I was going to, you know, redefine my life, figure out who I wanted to be, what I wanted to do with myself, and enjoy my life. And because my kids are gone now, you know, they have their own houses and everything, you know. And so now I feel like it's my time. Yeah. So I went back to school. That's what yeah. I, that's when I got my doctorate, when I was already a grandma. Mm-hmm. Right. When I was, you know, when my, my children were, were gone and my oldest son already had um, children. So I was already a grandma, but I decided it's never too late. It's not late until you, you know, you six it's, feet under. Then it's late. Yeah. You can't do nothing about it then. But until then, it's not late. But, you you know, you said, so you said, um, yeah, can you let the blind thing? So you said, um, you want to redefine yourself. Your kids are gone, you know, and it's like, hey, it's now, it's my time. But I know that there's a part of what you do, your consultation and, and your life coaching that you talk with, with um, grandparents and grandmoms like me who thought that that would be the trajectory of their life, but now they ended up raising a second set of children. Mm-hmm. So how do, how do that message come across because you didn't you, you that time hasn't come for you you, you right that I mean? time has not and my focus with that group is a little different so it's twofold so it's yes defining who you are and who you want to be because you still have that opportunity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right you still have that opportunity to do that but also the other thing that we work on with them is helping them to understand that this second time around, you may have to do things differently. Oh, a lot. Because yeah. what you used to do with your own children, some of that stuff will put you in jail. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> not only that, with this technology, it is. Yes. yes. Who is wearing me down? Yes, that too. Mm-hmm. That too. Yeah. And understanding all of that. And then all of the peer pressure issues that are out there that children, have mm-hmm. right. Children. I mean, even my children had to deal with that, you know, when, when I was raising them, but also the children today, it's like quadruple. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then I try to raise these grandchildren like I did my kids. You right. We didn't call it a charge. Yeah, exactly. Child, child service to be over there at your house every day. Yeah. And it wouldn't be long before they'd be somewhere else. So you can't do that. So that's the other thing that we forgot. I'm getting ready to do a class with um this this organization called Grandparents Academy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, Grandparents that are raising their grandkids. So is and that class available for uh, us others to sign up for? Yes, 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 yes. We're going to do it in the fall. Okay. It's not ready yet, but we're going to do that in the fall. And I tell you, there are a lot of grand families. I call them grand families. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That are raising their grandchildren, a lot of them. And so we want to be a support to them mm-hmm. because number two, sometimes parents don't need, grandparents don't have the energy either. That's the other thing. So there's another reason to do the virtual workout, right? Mm-hmm. So you can get, get your energy back. Right? Out. Yes. I'm wore out by the time. Look, by eight o'clock, I feel like it's midnight. Right. <laughs> right. That's what somebody said the other night. I went to an event and they said it was a party and they said, uh, oh, God, it's by my bedtime. I said, well, it's only nine o'clock. I know that's like 12 for me. I said, mm-hmm. oh, so funny. yeah, because my day starts and and I looked I look forward to summer because 
the kids are out of school. And a lot mm -hmm. of people are like, oh my God, the kids are out of school. Uh, I'm not looking for, I look forward to it because that means I get to sleep in an extra hour and a half uh, because uh -huh. and I have to get up to getting them up, making lunches, right. and getting everybody together and getting them out. And so I look forward to it, but I, I still hit the floor by 5.30, 6 o'clock. And so mm -hmm. by 8, 9 o'clock, my day is long because mm -hmm. I have a full-time job. I have mm -hmm. them. Then I have my own passions, my podcast, my writings, you know, mm. things that I want to do and just trying to figure out my trajectory because I want to retire in the next couple of years. So mm. it's like trying to put all these entrepreneur yeah. pieces together. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then I do it all being an introvert behind closed doors. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, help me. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, I also believe that you can do anything you set your heart's mind to. You know, mm -hmm. you can do it. You just have to, of course, like, you know, you know this. You got to be organized. You got to you know, be. It comes a game plan. Mm -hmm. And my philosophy about working with grandmas is based on these dimensions of wellness. Yeah. So we look at you comprehensively, like a whole, the whole person, yeah. because, you know, for example, a woman who wants to lose weight and that's what they want to focus on. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that your emotional health or wellness is going to just because you lose some weight does not mean your emotional wellness is going to change unless you work on it. Yeah. Right. We all know that there's been research that's proven that. Absolutely. So, you know, you got to work on everything and you got to do an assessment of, of the, the, the whole you yeah. in order to come up with a, a new you, yeah. you know, or, or a different version of you or yeah. discover a new version. I like that, a different version of you, because mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. evolve over time. There's changes, yes. you know, which is great. You know, mm -hmm. you want to change, you want to evolve, but you, you, it, I think you, you need to not stay the same. But mm -hmm. sometimes that change is brought by force. You know yes. what I mean? So, yes. Mm -hmm. So, ooh, all right. So I think we talked about you helping grandmas to redefine and realign and redesign themselves. Mm -hmm. But what challenges, um, Dr. Marsha, have you faced while working toward your venture, your own entrepreneurship? And then give us some examples of challenges you may have faced while trying to help others redefine themselves okay now that was a very funny question because and it made me think about one instance so you know sometimes people don't always see the value of getting of coaching mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now you may have heard this before coaches have coaches they do right? trainers got and, trainers exactly and coaches coaching used to be just a thing for sports mm -hmm. but now it's a big deal because everybody needs a coach like at work we may need a coach for work a career coach we may need a coach for business i have a business coach right so we we all need a coach for something because we're mm -hmm. not we don't know we're not all in common knowing everything right but then sometimes people don't see the value in that right Right. They don't see, well, why would I have to pay? You can just tell me. Uh, yeah, it's like when you go to work, you go to work to get paid, right? You don't go there to volunteer. Now, you might volunteer for something, right? sport, but not everything. Sports coaches get paid. Yes, They exactly. all get paid. Even the Little League coaches get paid. Yes, yes, you know? yes, yes, yeah. yes. So that, that's, that's been one issue. Another issue is sometimes families don't like it when you change. That's a challenge. Yes. I had one girl say, <laughs> one of, like one of my clients, she said, you, 
I don't know if I like my grandma the way she is now. <laughs> I was like, what? Because she's not catering to you now. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I said, but she's happy. You don't want to see her happy? Yeah. Wow. But no, see, before she was at home, she was babysitting whenever she wanted to babysit. Mm -hmm. You know, grandma, I need money. Yeah, you know, grandma, I need yeah. to borrow your car. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now grandma's doing some things for herself. She's going out, she's having some fun, she's going on trips. It's mm -hmm. a new grandma. Fam <laughs> but families have their own agenda, especially when they find someone or a grandma, especially like someone like me who I'm always giving. I'm giving, giving, yes. serving, yes. giving, giving, serving, serving. I dare me say no and think about me thank first. you thank you thank you yeah and so that that has been problematic and i run into that this one girl said well you turn my grandma out i'm like oh my god i've been accused of a lot of things but never that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah. i'm like what do you mean because it doesn't benefit them anymore right and i'm yeah. like well that's a selfish kind of attitude to mm -hmm. take don't you want your grandma to be happy yeah <laughs> what, well now what compliments have you gotten i know that was a challenges but what yes. compliments? Because I'm sure the compliments outweigh all of any of the negative or the challenges that you've had. Well, you know, people will say, thank you. I feel really good about myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that I was in a slump or, mm -hmm. the, or in this funk or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and one of the ladies who did who does the class with us, she was like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. I feel that I can do things for myself now. Yeah. I feel, you know, vibrant. I feel really good. Right. That, that makes me feel really good to know that those kinds of things are working. Uh, I have one lady who's going back to school. And so mm -hmm. she asked me about that. Mm -hmm. Well, what do I need to do? And how do I need to do that? You know, da, 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 da. And mm -hmm. I don't know if the kids want me to do that. And I said, well, your kids are going to be, your grandkids are going to be really helpful because they know the computer like back of their hands. Yeah. So they can help. So make them help you. Mm -hmm. right? Don't they though? Exactly. So I said, they can help you with that. And then, you know, I can help you figure out, you know, how to navigate the school thing. So mm -hmm. again, it's about, so, so these, these plans are customized, right. Mm -hmm. To whatever that person needs. But again, it's comprehensive. It's not just one thing. Absolutely. So again, people are just very pleasantly surprised, very happy about the new them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one girl said, Oh my God, a man looked at me. She <laughs> said, <laughs> he was like 45 I said what go girl you know <laughs> I love that I love that because what's happening is you're building confidence yes you're building exactly. that confidence back because I think as I'm sitting here listening to you tell these stories and talk about it and I said to you that in my younger years, I was very daring, very outgoing and ex ex extrovert. And now I'm an introvert, like really, like almost hermit sometimes. I think what made a play in that is at some point during that trans transformation or transition, my I lost my confidence. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? And so... Mm -hmm. When I start, when that confidence start kind of trickling off, instead of me challenging it, I just kind of sunk right into it and mm -hmm. became the introvert I am. And mm -hmm. that's an aha moment that I'm having right now at this very moment as mm -hmm. we're doing this podcast, as I'm listening to you talk about so many other grandmas who are in the same situation and how you're helping them. Mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. not so much as you retreat it, 
you just kind of lost confidence and it felt, mm-hmm. and now you're comfortable in it. Right. You're comfortable in that, in that era of your mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's very easy to do. It's like the same thing that you were saying about during COVID, you know, like before COVID, you, you and your husband lost this weight. Then during COVID, you gained some of it back, right? And then you just kind no, of- We gained said, all of it back. Let me okay, well, well I didn't want to say that. that but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that because I didn't know it. So, yeah. But anyway, so, you know, and so now you're kind of like, oh God, now we got to get out of that. So again, it's going to require, and that's what I tell people, it's going to require you doing some work. I can't yeah. do that part for you. Yeah. I can talk you through it. I can be a cheerleader here. I can go to you. I can say, okay. And the other thing that I do, the, the process is, it's not just me. It's other people who are experts in these different areas that are helping right. us. Resources. Yes. You'd be surprised at, oh my God. Yes. Research. Yes. And I like to say, oh honey, we're turning you to the 2.0 version. Yeah. 2.0 version. People are going to like, is yeah. that me so-and-so? I love that. I love that so much. How do you yeah. keep it? How do you keep it all straight though, Dr. Marshall? Like, how do you balance it out? Because I mean, you're a professor, you're a life coach, you got the gram, you know, you got the grands, you got your own grandkids, your full-time job. Now you're 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 a writer, now you're adding podcasting onto it. How do you balance it all? I I actually love it. And so one of the things about me. Like my daughter was said this about me the other day. She said, Mama, you know, people give you energy. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I'm around people, I get this mm-hmm. burst of energy. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with my work, with what I do. So I'm I'm a professor, but now, you know, professors, and don't tell them I said this, but it's not a hard job. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a hard job. Mm-hmm. You just have to know your content. Yeah. And know how to interact and engage with people and keep people engaged. That mm-hmm. that's basically it, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I do I do a lot of I do advising and things for students as well. So that to me is like coaching. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's kind of the same thing. Then and then I just coach like with the grandmas. I might do events sometimes. I might do a you know virtual event or something. Um I just, you know, I get on social media and I might say something to my grandmother that this grant, this uh, glam grant thing is in honor of National Gorgeous Grandma's Day. Ah, so it's an yeah. opportunity for grandmas to nominate themselves to, you know, to be honored. Right. right? Basically all it is. And then we we do a little, you know, we're giving some prizes for them. But we just want to honor grandmas because, again, most of the time, you know, in this society, when you're aging, you're invisible. Yeah. Right. Nobody sees you. Nobody and, wants to and, look at. And and you can even take it a step further. As a black female, we're mm. already invisible, and mm-hmm. so a lot in a lot of platforms. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. we have to really make our presence known. Yes. As we age, we become more invisible. Mm-hmm. Not, and and we can't blame. We can't blame white society because it happens within our own community as well. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so, and then I try, I partner with other, excuse me, uh, with other people to kind of help mm-hmm. pull all this together. So I'm not doing it by myself. I have a virtual assistant who is fabulous. Oh my God. The girl does graphics. She does social media. She does all kinds of things, I right? Need one. Yeah. I need one so bad. Yes. She helps me. Oh my God. Tremendously. Mm-hmm. Of course, I got my grandkids helping like with the book now. Mm-hmm. So we, I've interviewed a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Right for grant for for the second edition. I think we'll have like twenty five in this yeah. edition. 
And I get my, um, like I had a little a young lady who's another virtual assistant who did the interviews in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I did some, and then my granddaughter did some. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And then we transcribe them, and then I've got them doing that. So again, it's like, you know, uh, kind of helping them to get engaged and, and do some of the things too. Yeah. Um, I've got a grandson who is an artist. He draws very beautifully. So I've got him designing some T-shirts and things like that for me. Mm -hmm. So again, bringing the kids into it. Like my son um, wrote some music. And so he did the music for my podcast. Yeah. Things like that. So I've been, you know, doing that. So I'm not doing it all by myself. Yeah. I am. uh, Yeah, I am. I, I enjoy doing this. That's the one thing I really enjoy doing it. And, you know, I know when to take a break. So like June, I didn't do any podcast. We yeah. start back in, in uh, July. Yeah. And, you know, and I like I finished my season one mm-hmm. and the way that I did it. And this was the engineer's idea, which was a brilliant idea. So he said, whenever you come to the studio, do at least three or four episodes at one yep. time. Yep. 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 And then you'll have uh, like a repertoire repository of different, mm-hmm. um, episodes mm-hmm. and then you need a break you take a break yep. so on Saturday I might do three or four episodes with yep. different it was wonderful I got like 28 I think it was 28 or 30 episodes in a few months like three or four months That's so then right. I was able to take a break in June mm-hmm. and then I said okay July I'm going to start again and I'll do my second season and I'll do so many so that's kind of it's a it's about like I said planning and organizing it making sure yeah. yeah. And yeah. I love it. So I'm enjoying it because I like talking. So that's- I love it. So you said two things there. You said, you know, you, you involve your family. So you're bringing mm-hmm. everybody into mm-hmm. that energy fold that you have. And you said your son, our son did our music too, an original music for our podcast as well. And so mm-hmm. I know that I'm like so proud of him. And I know you're yes. proud too to have yes. you because every time you listen to your podcast, you see a little piece of your yes. family you know, in what you're doing. And I love it. My, my son does, um, you know, our editing, he did our music. My grand joy does, um, the, the, the mission, the, the motto, and then, um, I mean the tag and then my other other granddaughter has come on and she's interviewed us, you know, and my, my daughter has a hand in it and her, her husband. And so everybody has a little, you know, piece of it. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that so Mm -hmm. much. And then mm-hmm. um, um, just just involving them, involving them is just a um, one of those things where you're proud to know that they care enough about what you're doing that they don't mind, you know, being involved. You know? mm-hmm. But I did yeah. the virtual assistant, though. And they're very proud. They said, Mom, you know, we're very proud of you doing this. When I first told them about my kids, um, for example, when I first told them, they were like, hmm. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they, you know, I, excuse me, started a nonprofit, right? Because I wanted to be able to um, get some grants and things like that to help right. like green families and mm-hmm. those grandmas that are going back to school to kind of support them. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the nonprofit side of it. So I wanted to do that as well. And so that meant I had to create a board. And so I have my children on the board with me. That gives them experience being on yeah. board. Yeah. And it also gives them experience, you know, doing their own, you know, if they want to do their own business and, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them does have his own business. So, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been um, something that we all can share. And I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. Now, and repository. So brilliant. When we first started our podcast, we 
would um we would record on the weekend mostly on sunday early early sunday mornings we get up like 4 35 o'clock and we would do three or four at one time before mm-hmm. you know the day really get and if we had an interview we do that interview we'll do one or two interviews but then we do our segment as well and so mm-hmm. we ended up having like you did like about 20 something in um in the repository and right. when we had taken our podcast we took podcast master classes to try and help us to really get knowledge on podcasting. And that was, that was one of the things that they said you should do. You know, Uh what you're doing is, is, is awesome. But let me tell you my, when my husband got sick, he was in ICU for over a month. Oh my. He was down. He was out of work for almost three months. COVID took a toll on him and he still, he's one of those people have the residuals of COVID. Mm. He gets, he still gets tired. His memory he doesn't remember a lot of things that he used to. Oh, yeah. you know, so it took a toll on him. But no one never knew it, Dr. Marsha, because we had so many episodes in our repository that they just published. They were scheduled and they published on like clockwork. Right. And we had enough. We had enough to schedule out for three months, a little over three months. So while he was recuperating, he, was we didn't miss a beat. So perfect. The, I, yeah. I suggest all podcasters do, do mm-hmm. that if they could. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I really do. Okay. Yeah, and that's what the engineer told me. He said, if you mm-hmm. do that, you don't have to worry, and if something happens, you... And I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so a couple more questions. So I know on your um, website, you say they have got to be grand to raise more than one generation of children. Yes. And I love that you have put a positive spin on what us as grandparents do by raising a second set of children. So I wanted to call that out to especially say thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. I admire that because mm-hmm. it's something I'm like, oh, could I do that? I'm yeah. so grateful that I don't have to do that. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if I would want to take the energy to do that. I mean, I know that if if it happened, if something happened that I had to, I would step up to the plate. Don't right. have a choice. Mm-hmm. This is my and I love, love, love my, my grandchildren. Yes. However, uh, I commend people that that are in that situation and are doing that for whatever reason. Yeah. And you know, it just breaks my heart too, because and that's why I wanted that to be part of the uh nonprofit, mm-hmm. because I believe that there's so many families. There was one woman that I talked with, I met her. I think I was just coming home from from maybe my mom's house or something. I can't remember now. It's last summer, and um, I stopped at the gas station and she and she had these kids in the car, and I said, and they were like three three or four of them, right? And I don't know how we started. Oh, I know how we started talking. Her her tags were from Maryland, mm-hmm. and mine were from D.C. Mm-hmm. And so, she said, oh, you're from D.C. And I said, well, no. I said the car. I said my car. I lived in D.C. I said, but when COVID hit, I came back to Virginia. Da 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 da. And so, and I said, what about you? She said, yeah, I live in Maryland. So she, and so we started talking. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, uh, your kids are awfully beha- are behaving in that car. I said, they're doing a good job behaving in the car. She said, girl, those are my grandkids. And I said, oh, really? So then we started talking. And she said, I'm raising them. I'm like, oh, so you're a grandma. So, of course, then I told her about grandma's 2.0 or whatever. Yeah. And she was saying, yeah, she raised them. She had to raise them because the daughter was, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I said, I, I really admire that. I said, because I don't know if I would be able to do that. I said, but I said, I know my mom has raised some of her grandkids. I yeah. said, and I always 
Yeah, my uh, grand, my okay. grandmother raised me, so. Okay, and I always tell her that, I mean, you, you're you a special person to do that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I used to do some classes at my college around, for the, for the non-credit side, around grandparents yeah. as well. So that's a, grand families have a very special place in my heart, basically. Yeah, it seems like your trajectory, every little thing, even way back before you got to this point, has been little seeds that yeah. have been influencing what mm-hmm. you already have had in your heart way yes. before you became yes. a grandmom, you know? Yes. And I, and I didn't even, I didn't even know it, you know, but now as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. even the music thing, right. When, when yeah. I said I interviewed Earth, Wind and Fire, I, mm-hmm. I started, um, I became a member of this group called Fleet DJs. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I came a member because I was a podcast and they do, they have promoters, yeah. artists yeah. and all that. Right. And then podcasts, podcasts as well and um and I was thinking the other day I um they had an event and I said you know I was thinking I said hmm I remember the first time I interviewed an artist and I said was earth wind and fire they were like no you didn't I'm like yes I did (laughs) (laughs) so you know and I said so now I'm I'm going to interview this person who is what they call an indie artist you know Mm -hmm. I was like this is so amazing that life does I'm all these little seeds have been dropping. Yes. You were podcasting before you were podcasting. You right. were interviewing, you know, all these things. So yeah, it was, it was, it was building, you know, yes. to get to this point. You know what yes. I mean? So yes. uh God has a way of making sure that what he needs you to do, your purpose, yes. he he equips yes. you along the way. You know, and that's what I feel like. And thank you for saying that. I feel like this is my purpose. I mean, you know, I thought it was something else, but then the other part of it is I'm bringing the other things, the fashion, the yeah. pageant, all that all stuff. Of it, all of it ties in. Yes. And it is a beautiful thing. Now, Dr. Marshall, what if, if someone, first of all, I want to ask you this question first, before I go to that question is what's your number one piece of advice would you give a person, a new grandmother, and mm-hmm. what would be your number one piece of advice would you give a grandmother who's doing it for the second time? So you're raising mm-hmm. children for the second time. And would that advice be the same? Hmm. So for a brand new grandma, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it would be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me think about that because so for a grand a brand new grandma, I would say make sure you cherish those moments and you make yourself available for your grandchild and your son or daughter or whoever, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it takes a village yeah. to raise children. You yeah. cannot do it by yourself. It's a tough, tough, tough job to do it by yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. And even though sometimes these millennials think that they know everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> there may, something may come up that they do not know and yeah. they may need to lean on you. So you got to be available Mm-hmm. Accessible. Accessible. Yeah. Yes, you have to be. And so that's what I would say. But you also want to respect their boundaries. That's mm-hmm. the other part of it. You don't want to step over anybody's toes. Because sometimes, um, you know, they, they think, well, I know I don't need that. Okay, fine, that's fine. But when you need me, let me know. I'm here, you yeah. know. Yeah. And cherish those moments because those those moments happen so fast, girl. Yeah. My grand, my newest grandbaby, um, he'll be two. July 14th. And I'm like, yeah, it goes by. My, was my, my, my youngest grand joys are two and three. So, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, and energetic. Oh my God, the energy is endless. But again, I love, I like to be with him. I like to, I like to FaceTime him every day. Mm-hmm. I like to see him when I can because I want him to know me. I want him to love his grandma. I That's want to right. love him. You know, all those things. I just, you know, and, and they, they, it happened so fast. And we've got my oldest grandson just turned 21. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, I remember this little boy was, uh, was a baby and we were walking around I would take him, you know, walk, we walk, walk through the neighborhood and we would pick up stuff because, you know, little kids, they like to pick up stuff. Mm-hmm. We would come back home and we'd write a story about it and then I'd post it <laughs> and then I'd read it to him, things like that. So those moments, cherish those moments because those moments are beautiful. I remember all kinds of things that we used to do. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I would say to a brand new grandparent. And then for a grandparent who's doing it again, I would say... Think about how you did the first time mm-hmm. and if you feel like, and you, you only, you know, this, there's some things that you could have done better, do yes. them better. The children deserve it. Cause sometimes when we're first time parents, we, we get in a rush. We got to go to work. We got to go to school. We got to do both, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was a going to work and school person. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, I want, you want to make sure that, you know, there's some things that maybe you missed out on and you don't want to do that again. And then also keep in mind that things are not like they used to be. And so some of those techniques that you used to use, the discipline, you can't do that anymore. Ooh, girl. That's a big one for me because I'm an early childhood person, right? Mm -hmm. That's my profession. Mm -hmm. And I, and you know, I don't want anybody to get themselves in trouble not knowing. So, well, I used to do it with my kid. That may not work anymore. Mm -hmm. So learn the new way of doing things. And and it really is all about engagement, engaging children and helping them to, you know, think before they, it's, it's, we call it self-regulation and those kinds. Mm -hmm. So all that's really important. Yeah, I agree. Those are some of the things that I would say to, to a grandparent who's doing it for the second time around. Thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. So I ask this question all the time of every one of my guests. I want to ask it of you. You are given so much, so much to the community, so much to grandmas, you know, to your family, to your job, to your students. You know, how do you give back to yourself and who empowers you? Who ministers to you? Well, I'm a very spiritual person, so mm-hmm. I do make sure I take time for that. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people I've always been into motivational reading and motivational mm-hmm. things and positive affirmations and, you know, visualization and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Always done that. And so I continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also make sure I take time for self-care. Yeah, I work out about five days a week because I want to make sure I try to eat better than yeah. I've ever eaten. Or because I want to make sure I'm taking care of my body so that my body can last. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. So I can engage with my grandchildren. So, so I'm very intentional about those things. And I think that for me, that works. Um, you know, making sure that I do the things that I need to do for my self-care. Yeah. And then when I when my body is tired, I put my body to bed, okay? Yeah. Go I to do bed. not fight it and fight it now. When I was working on my dissertation, I had to fight it and have a choice. Yeah. But now that I'm done with all of that, you know, I listen to my body and I lay my body down when it's time for my body, you know. And I, like my husband, I can't believe you went and took a nap and now you're back up. I'm like, yeah, I took a power nap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do what I need to do for me. Yeah. I want to take care of my body because I want to be here for my grandkids. Mm-hmm. I want to be here for my great grandkids. Yes. Yes. 
So who empowers you? Who coaches you? Who coaches the coach? So I have a business coach, mm-hmm. right? That coaches me for my business. That's mm-hmm. what I'm doing right now. Um, and I have friends that I talk to about, you know, like sometimes I just want to throw out ideas. Right. So I do that. But my business coach is my number one person that I go to for mm-hmm. for business kind of thing. I love and it. And that has helped. Like whenever I say, mm, you know, I think I want to do something and stuff. Sometimes you can talk me off the ledge, you know. <laughs> you know You're like doing that. too much. You're doing too much. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like that little kid said in some video, look, and say, mm. now y'all just doing too much. You're just doing too much. <laughs> doing too much. Right. So, you know, but yeah, so I need that. And, and I try to make sure that I that I stay in constant contact with that. And then I have a couple of friends that we throw, you know, like piggyback off of each other on things. Yeah. And that helps as well. Yeah, definitely as well yeah now dr marsha is there any before we wrap up is there any questions that you feel like i didn't answer you that you would love for everyone to know well i just want everyone to know how they can get in touch with me yeah uh through social media through my website and uh, my website is grandma's to the number two mm-hmm. the word point and zero.com mm-hmm. and then my uh, social media is at the 2.0 grandma yeah. And it's for Facebook as well as um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we're on YouTube. Um, and so you can put in Grandma's 2.0 and then get to our YouTube site. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to that, I want people to know that the podcast is on Stitcher. It's on Spotify. Of course, it's on YouTube. You can see the video portion of it on YouTube as well and our website. And then my the studio that I work, that I um, not work for, but work with, Mm-hmm. to produce my podcast is SKST. And so we're on their site as well. So and I want people all to of those in the show notes too. Okay, I'll, excellent. Yeah, I will excellent. make sure I put those in the show notes. So there's one thing too that I ask my guests. I always take them back to an, um, an old episode or a previous episode of, of what we've had. And one episode that we did, episode 85, I called it, That's Not Your Cup. And um, give us opinion on, on why you feel it's important for people to stay true to their journey and not try to live in a comparing state of other people's journey. And I, I loved it. This was one of my favorite episodes and it came by by a fluke. I was drinking. I had I had touched my husband's coffee because, you know, we're really big on coffee mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, and we both are veterans. He was in the Army. I was in the Marine Corps. And so. I picked up his army airborne trooper, you know, cup and I was getting ready to put coffee in it. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, that's not your cup. You can't drink from that cup. And I was, and you know, we, and we went back and forth laughing about it. And, 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 but then it became real that, that, that statement, even though it was fun, it Mm -hmm. became real. He went through, I mean, we've been together 33 years. And I saw him go through hell and high water mm. to become an airborne army, airborne trooper. And and the blood, the sweat, the non-sleep that he had to go to, the, the, the abuse, really, that they had to endure just to become who they were in these uh, ranger battalions and airborne trooper, you know, battalions. And I was like, you're right. I didn't work that hard in the military. I can't drink from that cup. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't earn that mantle, you know? So tell me your thoughts around that, how other people try to live other people's journey. 
Yes, yes. I always tell my students this, do not compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. students love to do that. Well, like if, if we're doing, if they're, let's say they're making a presentation. Well, I hate to go at the so-and-so, don't compare yourself to other people because we all are unique individuals. We all have our own gifts, right? Mm-hmm. And so you should not try to drink from somebody else's gut. Yep. Be who you are and let that shine through. Yeah, yeah. And be okay with who you are. Yeah. You know, and that's a lesson I think that we all can learn from because when you compare yourself to other people, all that does is stress you out. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's an unhealthy attitude. Yeah. And unhealthy approach to life. So don't do it. Yeah. And I know that's easier said than sometimes we see that, oh, I want that. Okay, that's okay. But, you know, that means that you may have to go out and do the work to get that. Nobody's going to. Or, or you may have to go through what they went through. Right. You know, exactly. Get just, that. Yeah, to get what they have. We just did an episode that we're releasing um, this, um, what is it, in this week. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how, you know, sometimes people will look at me and my husband's relationship and they go, I love what you have. And I wish we had that. And I'm like, honey, be careful what you wish for. Right. (laughs) You don't know where we've been. We don't know what we had to go through to get here. You know what I mean? So so I agree. Dr. Marsha, thank you so much. Do you like coffee? Do you drink coffee? I do drink coffee, but I usually drink it in the morning. I try (laughs) not to drink it at night because what happens is my it it causes indigestion for Mm -hmm. me. And so, you know, if I drink it at night, mm-hmm. so in the mornings, if we were doing this in the morning, yes, I would have had a big cup, probably two cups. <laughs> What's your coffee. favorite brand? Are you a dark roast or? Uh, I know I like the mild roast, medium roast or mild roast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tend to go between. So right now I've been on because because my husband, I used to do the, the ground coffee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now because of the K cup. So he, yeah. he likes the K cups. Mm-hmm. So now I go between Duncan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Krispy Kreme, yeah, and McCafe, <laughs> Donald's Coffee, yeah. Or I was doing, I wasn't, I was not doing I, with the grounds. I was doing uh, Dunkin' most yeah. of the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. regular roast or mild roast. Yeah, we mm-hmm. love ourselves some coffee. My husband is a dark roast. He can do pretty much dark roast any brand. Now he, mm-hmm. has, since we've been doing this podcast and testing other people's. Uh, flavors and other roasters we Mm kind of you know become favorites of a lot of them like you know there's black and bowl and and uh uh, black nerd coffee and all these other coffees that we're loving right now but he loves his dark roast coffee me i'm a medium roast person as well and sometimes i have to do decaf but Mm -hmm. dr marcia if god made me have indigestion Mm -hmm. drinking coffee at night that would be a cruel joke i would have for him I was like, what is going on? And then I realized it was the coffee. Mm-hmm. Because when I get off this call, I'm going to have a cup of coffee before mm-hmm. I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And you know what I don't like is is the Starbucks. It's too strong. Yeah. yeah. I don't like those. Yeah, I'm those not a, I like Starbucks, but it has to be every now and then. I'm, I'd rather have Dunkin'. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny because across the street from my house, I have both. I have a Starbucks and a Dunkin'. Cross street, walking distance. So... Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd rather go to plus the and the the to be very honest, the price is more economical at Dunkin'. Oh yes, and the coffee yes. is better. You know. Yes. So. Yes. 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 <laughs> thank. But this you. has been fun. Thank yes. you. Thank you so very much. I'm so grateful. I cannot tell you. This has been just eye opening for me. You know, and it has been so. Um, it has hit home. You know, so uh, close. 
to what I'm going through, you know, although, you know, although my daughter is getting, she's getting herself, you know, together and she's doing what she has to do, but we're not quite there yet. And mm-hmm. financially, you know, they need the help. And so we, yes. have, you know, and, mm-hmm. but this has just been, this has just been amazing. And thank you so much. I truly, you are welcome. Appreciate you are welcome. I, appreciate now, I don't know. I think, I think I follow you on Facebook. Do you follow me? On yes, Instagram? ma'am. I do. Well, I follow, I follow you. Remember the second one I was going to follow too. Remember we were talking about the two. Right, two. right, right, right. Um, but I didn't know if you had been hacked or not, but yes, ma'am. I no. Did. sure did. No, no, no. Okay, and good. I, and good. I want to attend um, or take and participate in your uh, grandma training class that you're going to be having in the fall. So okay. don't forget to, um, to make sure we get that. And maybe after that is over, we can come back on a podcast. Either I come on yours or you come on mine and we do like a, a debrief, you know, because okay. I'm, I'm deep in it. Okay, great. And you have, and I'm going to do a uh, book club thing. There's, um, there's a, a group that I met. They wrote a book about when two worlds meet mm-hmm. and it's about grandparents and teenage mm-hmm. teenagers mm-hmm. and their, grand, their, their teenage grandkids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you may be interested in that. So we're going to do a look at that. Aww. Say hi to hi. Hi. <laughs> She's beautiful. That's, thank you. That's the 14-year-old granddaughter. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, but that book talks about, you know, how to relate to your grandkids, yeah. teenager kids. Right. And that's something you may be interested in as well. And we're going to do it in a book club format. I, I would love to participate. So okay. don't, don't forget about me. I think yes, I will definitely send that to you. Yeah, I think uh, me researching your platform and I think there's a lot of resources for me. So uh, here I am again getting emotional, but I think that there is a lot of resources for me. And I know that we tried to connect earlier, but the timing was right for such mm-hmm. a time as this right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I thank God for me being on my knees for all these months now saying, God, I need help. And he started to send that help our way, you know, so you never know where your village is going to come from and how it's going to come, you know? Yes. You Mm -hmm. do not. You do not. But yes, I would love for you to be a part of, of, like I said, podcast episode and the book, because I want to get two, at least two grand families in the book. I have one. But I want to get one more. So if you're interested in, let me know. Yeah, we, it's just a matter of doing the uh, doing the questions. I can send the questions in advance. Okay. And do the questions. We come on Zoom. We do it, and then we transcribe it, and then you know, of course, you send a picture and all that. Yeah. But that that's been late. Okay. Perfect. No thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank everyone. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Marsha, for sharing again this journey with us. Thank you to our listeners. You guys are in for a treat. This is so good. And if you're out there and you're a new grandma, you know, you need to listen. If you know of other grandmothers who uh, who have lost their confidence, who have who have become introverts, who are doing it, raising children for the second time, you know, buy them a cup of coffee and come, and bring them on over to listen to this episode because they're going to love it. And they may even pick up some resources 
or some life coaching um, consultation um, engagement and invitation with Dr. Marsha as well. I know that I'm going to be looking at all of those resources. So I'm just so thankful. Thank you so very much. Her information will be on our show notes when we release this. Um, all of her um, contact information, her website information, her IG and her social media platform will be on here. And don't forget to look us up at www.truthandcoffeetime.com, www.diverselove.com. Y'all send Mr. B some love. I know I do a lot of these interviews by myself, but he is right there. Dr. Marsha, I've seen him tonight. He's here. He's he's closing down blinds. He's he's down here. There was a fly in here, but you didn't even know it. He was all around me with the fly swap. <laughs> Girl, he's trying to get good the man, good <laughs> He's warming up my coffee. Like people don't get to see all the stuff that he's doing, you know, sometimes. <laughs> so I just love it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. We love y'all for real. And thank you so much for allowing Dr. Marsha McLean and Mrs. D and Mr. B in the background to share our truth over coffee thank you friends for hanging with us we got you don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and also please follow us on ig facebook and twitter our social platform is at diverse love that's d-i-v-e-r-s-e-l-u-v and don't forget you can listen to our podcast on anchor spotify apple google or wherever you get your podcast fix Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me. Take us out. It's Truth and Coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind. Looking like it's Truth and Coffee time. Tell me what you really want to know. Girl, it ain't